Welcome to The Alignment Show, featuring conversations with folks who have taken steps to identify their highest values and align their lives around them. Time on this earth is not unlimited, and you may be seeking to make sure you spend your time on things that matter to you. These conversations will encourage you and support you in doing so. Now, let's meet this week's guest on The Alignment Show. And a good morning, afternoon, evening, whatever time it is that you're tuning in here in your part of the world. We are back once again with the Alignment Show. That's the show where we are talking with people about living your values and valuing your life. If you were with us last week, you you know a little bit about how we got started. Uh, We are having conversations each week with folks who have taken conscious steps to bring their lives into alignment with their values. It's my contention that this thing that has been called the uh, great resignation that we went through in the pandemic, that's not really what it is. It's people realizing that life is short. You don't want to spend it doing things you don't want to do. And so, yeah, a lot of folks resigned, but then a lot of folks recommitted to something or shifted a little bit. And so those are the conversations we're having. It didn't just happen with the pandemic, of course, but the pandemic accelerated things. And we have a guest with us today who uh, I believe she kind of confronted that sort of stuff before the pandemic. But it certainly uh, she, she exemplifies these values that we're talking about. Samantha Lane, uh, if you were to just put a two word label on it, I guess you might call her a time management expert. But it's just so much deeper than that. It's not just simply, you know, Lane on. Welcome to the show, Samantha. Hey, Don. Appreciate you coming on here. I, I will tell folks uh, who are listening, whether it's live or on the replay, that uh, evidently you and I have some connections prior to us having met this time. Um, yes. Yeah, I think we go way back. Yeah. Yeah. Sam, Sam, Samantha and I, you go by Sam or Samantha. Either I one. do. Yeah. Okay. I um. I, I'm waving at some of the folks going through the living room here. We've got nursing folks here right now. Um, we both have worked in academics, and uh, we we shared a time at a university. But then recently, I was in on a, uh, a webinar, for lack of a better term, where Samantha was offering coaching on this uh, life management, time management to a group of us. And I thought... She looked familiar, sounded familiar, but honestly, Samantha, I'm at that age where a lot of people I've never met look familiar, you know. But then we got to talking. It's, you know, we've got this background here. So I know there's been quite a change in what you were doing then, what you're doing now. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about what you do. Um, you gave me a positioning statement, but, you know, I'll let you state that yourself. Uh, but then I'm really interested in how you got here. I, I think you had a life-challenging situation that caused you to reassess, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So, so what I do now is help people to manage their time so they can be present in life while still being productive in their days. Now, I was not always doing that work. When you and I first met, I was somewhat of a um, train wreck workaholic type person. (laughs) I was able to get things done, but in the worst possible fashion. Uh, Put work in front of life often, because that's just what I thought we were supposed to do. You know, I followed this quote-unquote American dream, and I went to school and got a job and worked, thinking that the hustle would bring the happy. 
And when I was 29 years old, I was diagnosed with a chest wall deformity called pectus excavatum, where essentially my sternum was sitting on my heart and limited my breathing, put me at risk for future heart defects. So the doctor said, hey, we recommend cutting your chest open. So I said, okay, I guess that's, if that's what we need to do, let's do it. So I plan to be out of commission for four weeks uh, to fix this chest wall issue and ended up four weeks post-surgery. I was still battling a lot of complications, uh, including a massive staph infection in my chest. So that was a long ordeal. It probably took me a full six months to really recover from that. But that ended up being a blessing in disguise because it helped me realize we have no guarantees. Tomorrow is absolutely something we should plan for, but never something we should expect. And I realized I was doing life wrong. I was, I was not in alignment. So that was sort of the start of a massive existential awakening. Um, Sort of what a lot of people experienced during the pandemic is what I experienced during that time. And then I slowly worked on realigning my life and found that um, the key to what I found the work-life balance that I found was through time management, prioritization, planning, and healthy boundaries. And so I slowly started teaching that to other people. Okay. And and what you're saying leads me to another question here. A lot of folks may find something like that where I need to make changes to my life and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. It's the next step to say, Okay, I've got something here that other people could benefit from. So, so what led you to go from creating, mm-hmm. um, for lack of a better term, your system? So I think I've heard you say that you looked for something out there that was maybe already in existence, couldn't find anything, and you created this. Okay, that's one step. Yep. But yeah. then led you to take that out to the rest of the world. Yeah. So when I had, I sort of had the realization that I needed to make a change, but I was uncertain of how to begin making the change. So there was this period of time where I just sort of knew something needed to happen, but I wasn't, I was, I was motivated, but I wasn't very directed. So I would spend my lunch breaks at the, you know, office supply aisle at Target, hoping to find a solution. I tried every app under the sun. I tried every time management method under the sun, Pomodoro, all of the things. And I found that like none of them really worked for me. They weren't really what I needed. So um, one day, actually, while I was sitting at a community college waiting for students to come talk to me, I used the backside of of one of our info sheets to map out my plan for the next seven days. And that was my very first weekly planning sheet, which became the cornerstone of my business. So I started using an eight and a half by 11 piece of paper to map out my whole week and then fold it down where I only had to look at one day at a time. And so then people around me started saying, this really works. So a year later, you know, 15 people are using this method and someone said, you should enter this business pitch competition. So I entered a business pitch competition, shark tank style, told people, this is what I'm doing. Uh, Maybe you want to give me some money to start this business. I didn't win the money, but by the end of that experience, I realized this was what I was meant to do. It was really the path that I needed to walk on. So then I started working in my business two hours a week, then eventually four hours a week, then five, then 10, then 12. And then I eventually was able to go full time and it is now my life, my career. So it was sort of this, this, you know, a lot of people think when you become a business owner, when you create something new, that you have the idea, you make the product and boom, you're doing it. That was not my story. I waded into that water. And I think that was what worked really well, actually. It taught me a lot and it helped me to do things smart. Okay. That's a smart way to do it. Uh, what, what kind of time period are we talking about? Like when were, when was the pitch competition, for example, and then how long 
did you yeah. ramp up? Oh yeah. So, uh, so my surgery was July, 2014. So that was quite a while ago, almost 10 years now. And the pitch competition was, I just hit the anniversary. It was end of February, 2017. So I took about three years of figuring out from almost dying to figuring out how to live better. That was a good three year process. Then I went full time into my business in 2019. Okay. Okay. I think that would be an inspiration to anybody who is uh, listening to this or watching this. You know, it's, it's a process. And it feels a little odd saying this to a time management expert, but it, it, it takes time. It's, it's planning. I'm thinking about uh, a friend of my daughter's right now who had, um, she's been laid off and she's trying to figure out what to do next. And she's thinking, I'll start a podcast. And she thinks it's going to start producing a living income for her a month from now. Mm. Um, you know, not realistic. And so what you're talking about is pursuing your values but recognizing that it's it's like agriculture. You plant the seeds and it takes a while to come up. Is that Absolutely. accurate? Yeah. yeah, and think I think people in life, not just in business ownership or entrepreneurship, but I feel like our society has created this false sense of urgency that everything worth doing has to be done now and fast. And, you know, when I first created my, my, you know, my business started with products. So there was a lot of this grow it, grow it fast and sell it high. That's, that's what it is. Get investment dollars, get people to, to influx money into your business. Then you turn that money over and you sleep on a couch and you don't, you don't ever really have balance. And I thought that seems bananas. Like, why would I do that? I have no guarantee that I'll ever get to the place where I turn it around, where I sell the money or sell the business and walk off. I'd rather create a life for myself. Mm -hmm. So I decided that I had the ability to set the pace and I would rather build it slow and steady and have balance the entire journey versus do it fast for some future benefit. And I think sometimes we get really caught up in this future benefit. We, we work too hard for later, you know, um, I think Tim Ferriss calls it the deferred life plan. And I just think that's so heartbreaking that we think, well, if I hustle now, I'll rest later. Well, we don't have later. <laughs> we don't have a guarantee that we have later. And perhaps that shaped so much of my business was what really kicked this off for me was that, that soul reawakening, that realignment of, of sort of um, being grateful for my days, but not expecting them each to happen. Okay, that makes sense. It strikes me that you are talking about something. I'm, I'm having a little struggle putting it into just a sentence, and I can tell you're really good at encapsulating things into a phrase or a sentence. When we talk about life is short, you know, mm-hmm. that can lead people to that sense of urgency. I've got to get it. I've got to get it now, the instant mm-hmm. gratification. At the same time, we're talking about you know, looking to the future, but not delaying the gratification, not the, mm. you, you said it so well just a moment ago, and I'm losing it. Um, the deferred life plan. Thank mm-hmm. you. Yes, yes, the deferred life plan. Thank you. Um, you're you're getting at something that really is a great crux between those two. You know, mm-hmm. can, can you say something about how that idea of balance, we hear a lot about life balance, but you know, mm-hmm. th- this is not quite the same thing we're talking about here to be able to appreciate the present moment, live in the present moment, use the present moment in order to create something long term rather than just instant gratification. Mm-hmm. And yet, um, we may never get there. 
Well, and I also think that when we plan for the future in a different way, um, then we have more opportunity to be present in the moment we're in, if that makes sense. So there's a, there's a difference, I think, between planning with the hope to be there, maybe these, you know, planning for just the future versus planning for a future that sets your present self up for success. So one of the things that I did during my recovery, when I was in this sort of grasping at straws sort of place, like I knew I needed a change, but I didn't know what that change needed to be. I went to a, a time management training and I'll never forget the, the fellow was presenting lots of great tips. And he shared a quote by Annie Dillard. And she said, how we spend each day is in fact how we are spending our lives. And that just floored me. And I think that's really at the core of a lot of what I try to help people understand is that we think that life is later. So we do all these things for the pursuit of the life we're going to live later. When we don't realize, Don, this moment you and I are sharing right now, this is our life. This is, this is it. And so I think it's finding that balance of how do I set future me up for success while also having the mindset and the present to enjoy present me? Okay. That makes a lot of sense. You, you, um, you have some resources that we want to share with people, but before we get to that, I'm going to go ahead and put your, um, your website up on our, our kicker. Uh, I want to ask you, how did you come up with the idea of the name of Origami Day? I, I happen to be a fan of um, several Japanese cultural um, mm-hmm. streams, I guess you would say. So I know what origami is, yeah. uh, and I'll bet a lot of our listeners know, but just, you know, how did those, how did those come together there? Great question. So people ask me this a lot. I probably could explain. I could lead with it more, but I, I guess I don't really. Um, so the the piece of paper, the folding weekly planning sheet that sort of saved my life and got me out of this this imbalance. Um, it, it's really, a, you know, for anyone you can see, it's a eight and a half by 11 piece of paper and you fold it down and you only look at one day and you have a preview of the next day. And this was really the start of everything for me. And I grew up in a Japanese American home. My mom is half Japanese. My grandmother, and my mom moved over here uh, from Japan when my mom was six. So I was very immersed in the Japanese culture growing up. And one of the things about the Japanese culture is respect for the ancestors that we are very, we are nothing if not the gifts that our ancestors have provided to us. So when I set out to name my business, I felt that not only that the, the folding piece was in it, it felt divinely given. I thought this was a way for me to respect my culture my heritage and my family by using the Japanese word for folding paper in my name. So that is where origami day and being able to fold to create the day and shape your time for the life that you want. I had no idea that was where that came. That is just perfect. That's just mm-hmm. perfect. Right. Divinely given. I think this is what the universe wanted for me. Talk Absolutely. about alignment. Absolutely. <laughs> and for folks who are listening just to the audio, the the, uh, the website, again, is origamiday.com, all one word. Uh, and we'll have these links in the show notes. So be sure and check those show notes, which you can find at confidencecultivators.com. I also want to put up on the screen here, though, you you were showing, and again, for the folks who are hearing this just in mm-hmm. audio, you were showing the eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper and how it was folded. Uh, you have a link. I think this is the, the yep. worksheet, right, that I'm putting up on the screen. Mm-hmm. And for folks who are listening, it is weeklysheet.origamiday.com. You can always just go to origamiday.com and find all of these links that we're going to be sharing. Mm-hmm. And everyone can get that sheet for free. 
So that is one of the things, once I had this realization that we all needed to live our lives better and we all could, um, I started giving this sheet away for free because one of the foundational pieces of my business is encouraging people to take time every Friday and make a plan for the following week. And so I really encourage people to try that weekly sheet, sit down on a Friday, make it an experience and map out how you hope to spend your days and how you intend to spend your time. Because planning, a lot of people I think are averse to planning, but planning is just sort of deciding how you will intentionally spend your most valuable resource, which is your time. We can always make more money, but we can never make more time. So I think that when we when we take that that moment to look ahead and say how might I do this, it's what shifts our life from reactive to proactive. So that's why I love to encourage people to take this sheet, take the cornerstone product. I want to give it away for free because I want you all to be able to plan on Fridays and have no more Sunday scaries. Uh, yeah, I, avoiding the Sunday scaries that, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, it happens the uh, the group that Sam and I met or remet in recently. <clears throat> was with a group of United Methodist pastors. And mm-hmm. so, uh, you know, part of what impressed me about Sam is she's not. Anything. And she said to us, it may be because y'all's work week, so to speak, flows differently. It may not be Friday. You know, the principal take a day that works for you. Uh, the constant emphasis on find a way to make it work for you. And yet that system itself is so simple about there's the week, but then you fold it and you can focus. Mm-hmm. You know, so so the balance between the, the big picture and then what's right in front of me right now, this is just such a simple way of dealing with that. Mm-hmm. What, but I'll what, tell you, over those three years from, from surgery to starting the business, those three years, I really, I went deep into all the psychology behind our actions, our habits, our day-to-day. So, you know, this is, the sheet is one of, one of the multiple pieces of the whole origami day planning system. And all of it is developed through both science and experience. And so it's, there's, they seem so simple, but they're so refined. This, this, this has been, tested. I have a stack of the old origami day planners that I made before I started having them mass produced because I wanted to find, I was on a hunt for my own solution because like a lot of people who are probably listening to this, I was not living the life I wanted. And so it's, it was that decision to say my life is out of alignment, but it shouldn't be. And it turns out I realized that I'm allowed to bring it into alignment. I think that was a big thing too, for me was realizing no one was going to put my life in alignment, but me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, and I'm, I, we've got several links here, actually. I'm wondering if, because you're talking about several things there, would uh, the tips library be something that we would want to let people yeah, know so about? The tip library, again, I, I really want to help people with their life journeys. And so what I started doing is I created a tip library um, that really has all sorts of tips. There are some video tips, there's some blog posts, and it's really just for people who are maybe feeling overwhelmed, it's a great thing to do during your lunch break. If you're already eating at your desk, you might as well start reading the, the tips while you're there and just sort of start learning about what are little things you can do. I was lucky in my past life, you know, in academia, you get to go to all sorts of conferences. They really are good with professional development, I feel like. So I would often go to these conferences and I was very motivated. The speaker really captivated me and and really made me want to make a change, but then I never knew what that step was. So I tried very hard with, with the way I help people is to both inspire them through some of these conversations that we're having, Don, but then give them sort of some simple steps. So here are some very tactical steps. So all the tips in the library, they're bite-sized. 
They're one thing at a time. So you can just start slowly rebuilding that life of balance one, one step at a time. And so we've got it on the screen right now for the audio folks, uh, rather than just give the whole thing out loud. If you go to origamiday.com, the tip library is linked from up there at the top, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay, very good. So easy to find, easy, uh, good good way of taking those next steps. Uh, I do want to mention, if you go to origamiday.com, you're going to find links up there to uh, different ways of working with Samantha. Uh, there, there's courses. Uh, can't remember for sure. Do you have a book out there? Is, it, is that something that's in the works or anything like that? It's in the behind-the-scenes works right now. So, no, the, the, the best book would be the planner book, <laughs> but there is not yet uh, – there's a couple working titles, but one day there will be a book. Okay, and, and we'll, we'll get there one day. In fact, that's, that's one of the questions I like to ask folks. You know, you, you approach this whole thing so wisely. Uh, I know it's a cliche term, but it, it was bootstrapping, mm -hmm. you know, the, the one hour and then two hours and four hours. And, and uh, so what, what scared you in that process you managed it well, you know what I mean? You're taking a risk, but yet also containing your risk. Mm -hmm. And then what's next? Because I, I, I don't know you well enough to, to know this for sure, but I get a sense that there is something else that's in the works here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so what scared me? Gosh, I, so much stuff scared me early on. Um, first, it was acknowledging there was a fear around acknowledging the call that, you know, I, I felt in some ways that this was what I was supposed to do, but at the same time, it was somewhat of a leap. I, I explained it early on to people like I was sitting on one side of a riverbank and on the other side of the riverbank was this life that I knew I could have or that I wanted, that I believed, I thought I hoped I could have. And I slowly started taking steps across stepping stones along this river. And slowly as that journey carried on, those, those stepping stones got farther and farther apart with my actions. So it was, okay, well, one hour a week or two hours a week while I'm still employed by someone else with a salary, that's not as scary. But then moving to a place where, okay, now I'm going to go back to freelance marketing. So I have a flexible schedule to build my business first. Well, that's a, that's a bigger jump. Or, um, you know, I'm going to go ahead and go full time into my business. That's a huge jump. So I guess the fear was just um, the progression that each step, you know, I did, I did wade into it and bootstrap my way in, which I'm thankful for. But instead of then there being one big leap, there was a series of continuous, fearful steps and actions that needed to be taken. So I joke all the time with people that nothing built my faith more than my business and nothing built my business more than my faith because it was those two had to go hand in hand because you're, you know, you can plan all you want, but at some point you're jumping, you're jumping from rock to rock. And I love someone even once said to me when I told her the story, she said, girl, but that water might only be ankle deep. And, and that is some of the fun part about it is, you know, we have this fear, this self-perceived fear. And so, so much, I think of my fear was in my own head. Worry is praying for things you don't want. So it was a lot of reframing to kind of overcome that fear because frankly, Don, everything scared me during that time. And I just kept going anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. so to answer that question. He, um, here's, he, here's a, something to kind of strike off of there people will not step out like that because it seems safer but in the long run that is actually more dangerous at least to life satisfaction would you agree with that 
Oh, absolutely. I'll tell you, I, I, I love the life that I've created now. It's not without fear. There's still fear every day. Um, but it's more joyful. I feel more involved in my life. I'm absolutely more present in my life. I feel like I can show up better for people, um, not just as a business owner, but as someone who now manages my time differently. And that's mm-hmm. something I really try to encourage people to, you know, don't hear me say, oh, well, you all have to start your own business. That's the only way you'll have work-life balance. Not at all. You can have work-life balance working for someone else for your entire life. And that's what I hope to teach people. Because I think when we are better, we show up better, we do better, we care for, for others better. There's so, there's so much, obviously this is in my soapbox, but there's so much that can change when we shift our lives from reactive to proactive and when we embrace the truth that we are allowed to have a life of balance. Mm-hmm. It strikes me that uh, what I've done for over 40 years is to work with leaders and professionals who want to speak confidently so they can build their careers and mm-hmm. gain influence, that sort of thing. I've worked with college students wanting the same thing. And, of course, within that, a big part of what they deal with is what they might label stage fright. I didn't bring it with me. I don't have it right here in front of me, but I've got a coffee cup that on the cup, it says it's not fear, it's energy. Mm, I love that. We don't want to get rid of it. If you can stand it in front of a group of people and not feel that, it just means you don't care. So I'm I'm thinking what what we're talking about right now is every day there's a little something that's a little uh, fearful or challenging or whatever. Is that where some of your energy comes from? You get energized by this sort of thing? Oh, 100%. I joke that my high I'm a very high energy person and we do joke that it's just redirected nervous energy. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so talk about harnessing, man. Okay, that's can, bringing those values into alignment. Well, yeah, as, we can use that fear. As we get ready, we're, we're coming to the close of it because we try to keep this to half an hour just so that, yeah. it, so that it works with people's time. Um, I always like to ask, what is, what is something that I should have asked but didn't know enough to ask, something that you mm-hmm. wish I had asked about, and what would your answer to that be? Oh, that's you asked so many great questions, though, for, for just our, our finite amount of time. You know, you, I'll, you did answer, ask a question that I didn't answer of, of where is what's coming. So I maybe I'll answer that question. Yeah. So over the years, I started out just selling products and realized that people needed one-on-one support. So that's when I started doing coaching. Then people said, well, my team needs help. So that's when I started doing corporate training. Then people said, wait a minute, you almost died. You need to come speak at my conference. So that's when I started doing speaking. So um, what's next, I think, is just and, really and trying to raise- just. We lost you for just a little bit there. Uh-oh. Okay, so just... Did you hear me uh, say... I'm trying to remember where the last thing was, and it may have been just me, but uh, I, I heard you you got through the corporate training. We needed the, you to come in. What came after that? Do you remember? Yes. So then people said, oh, you almost died. You should tell your story. Come speak at my conference. So that sort of cues up where we are now, what's coming. Um, And you'll appreciate this as a speaker and someone who encourages speakers. So I am working more on on sharing this story, sharing the message, telling more people that you can be present in life while still being productive in your days. So um, what's coming for me is more and more speaking across the country, encouraging more people to value their time, teaching them how to get started, and then working on that book. 
and helping people to then have something that they can hold in their hand that is just bite-sized pieces to move their lives from reactive to proactive. So those are the big things on the agenda, as well as continuing the one-on-one coaching, the group coaching, and selling the products that I think are, are extremely effective. So that's sort of the growing, growing the message, growing the, the brand. That's really where I'm going this year. Excellent. Excellent. I always like to close to the end, say, what would you like to shamelessly plug? But I, I think we've, we've got where people can get in touch with you at origamiday.com. Is that the best place if people want more of Samantha Lane that they can get a hold of you? Absolutely. Because that's also, you can contact me there. You can get the free weekly planning sheet there. You can try any of the products. You can learn more about the coaching that has everything. And the tip library is there. I try to give a lot of stuff out for free because I don't think that it's not a secret. I want people to live better lives through time management. So yeah, orgonmedia.com. Everything's there. Very good. And and I guess from a personal standpoint, a little bit of a, a caution. If you just go uh, Google Samantha Lane, there are other people out there with websites. <laughs> it's not the same person. So origamiday.com is probably going to be the best connection point. So that was yeah. that was inspired. Well, um, Sam, don't go away. I'm going to wrap things up here. But uh, just to let folks know what's coming up, I hope this has been useful to you. I know it's useful to me. I've, I learned a lot from Sam, and I've learned a lot today. So thanks to Samantha Lane for that. Be sure and check out origamiday.com. Next week, we have coming up Evie Diaz. Evie is a marketing guru, uh, and, and I mean that quite seriously. She knows her stuff with marketing. Her expertise for a long time has been in email marketing, how to do it effectively without annoying people. But she has been doing some reassessment, some realignment. She is going to be uh, working with people who want to bring their fab rich life together. And I'm, I'm trying to remember exactly what fab stands for. You'll find out next week. Uh, Evie is an impressive person. I know you're going to enjoy spending time with her. In any case, be sure and connect with confidencecultivators.com. That is the best way to get the show notes to know about upcoming episodes, to be able to catch previous episodes. They will remain available on the three platforms, Facebook Live, YouTube Live, and LinkedIn Live. And we have Apple Podcasts and Spotify for the audio version. In the meantime, we look forward to uh, being with you next week, and we will see you next time here on The Alignment Show. That's it for this week's episode of The Alignment Show. What has it inspired you to do in your own life? Whatever it is, take action now and take the first step. It will help you to talk with a friend about what you're thinking. Share confidencecultivators.com to spread the goodness. And remember to live your values and value your life. We will see you next week on The Alignment Show.